You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. So this morning we want to just um, remind ourselves why we do this and how we should do it and what we should be doing, you know, even in the season that we are in as a people, as a nation, you know, as individuals, as families, as it is now. Why do we give God thanks? Why do we celebrate him? You know, why must we give him thanks? He commanded that we give him thanks. The scripture says it is good to give thanks unto the Lord. Praise the Lord. We do that because it is good. And there are several reasons. We just want to look at it, how and why we do that. And the basic reason that we come to God offering him thanks, even in the language that we say, we say most of the songs, we say we thank God for what he has done for us. Praise the Lord. Psalm 103, you may please put it on the screen for us. Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Praise the Lord. And verse 2 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Bless the Lord, O Ikena's soul, and forget not all his benefits. His benefits to me. He says, these are these benefits. He forgives all my iniquities. He heals all my diseases. He redeems my life from destruction. He crowns me with loving kindness and tender messes. He satisfies my mouth with good things. So that my youth is renewed like the eagles. Praise the Lord. You notice that what the psalmist is saying here is what God has done for me. Praise the Lord. What God has done for me. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all the benefits that he has given to you. But we want to also understand that we also bless the Lord for what he has done for you. So you bless the Lord for what he has done for me. And then we also bless the Lord for what he has done for some other person, praise the Lord. If you don't want to lack in thanksgiving, then if you stay in the zone of thanking God for yourself alone, sometimes you might not have enough to thank God for. But if you enter into the understanding that you can thank God for your brother, you can thank God for your sister, praise the Lord. You can thank God for us. Are you with me? So why is that? Because the Bible says in Psalm 107 verse 1, you can put it, it says... Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is what? Good. For his mercy does what? Endures forever. Now, Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits, all his benefits. Okay? But Psalm 107 verse 1 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for what? He is good. Now, on, on Wednesday, we were learning something about love. I, I hope, you know, it will help us to understand this. You see, we, we said that love, we, we have to properly, you know, uh, define love and um, 
put love in its place because the tendency is to use love openly and just say this person has a lot of love or this person is loving and all of that. And we saw that, or rather we're reminded, for those who know, a man named Pablo Escobar. How many of us Googled what I told you to know whether it was true? A man named Pablo Escobar was so loving to his son that there was a time his son was cold and he burnt U.S. dollars as firewood to keep the son warm. Isn't that a loving father? He went to that extent to love his son. But this man is a drug baron. He's a murderer. He's the one that brought this language. He says uh, the silver or steel. When his consignments meet the customs or police or anything, he's a drug dealer. So they would tell the policemen or the custom men or whoever they were, they would say, choose silver or steel. Silver is that he will bribe you. Steel is that, or is that he will kill you, kill your family, kill anybody that is related to you. They, they would tell the people, give, show them pictures, show them, you know, their son, this is your son in school. This was all of that. That's how mean the man was. But he was so loving to his son. So, did he have love? Praise the Lord. Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. But Psalm 107 says, Give thanks to the Lord for what? God is good. It, there are two different things. There are people that are good to some people, but they are terrible people. That's the, what I want you to understand now. That someone is good to A or B does not mean he's good. Praise the Lord. Goodness is all-encompassing. God is so good that he makes his rain and his son to fall on how many? All, even the wicked are beneficiaries of God's goodness. That's how you know a good person. He is good to all. Because in the real sense of it, you know, the, the people that we are not happy with in Nigeria, their family are happy with them. Because the money they steal and the things they do benefit somebody. Their girlfriends are happy. You know, their praise singers are happy. So, this morning, we thank God for his benefits to me. But if you stop there, you might not attain to the full measure that you should. You must go to thanking God because he's good. And because he's good, you can be assured that if you're not experiencing goodness now, you will experience it tomorrow. Praise the Lord, somebody. If you have not seen it, you shall yet see it. Why? Because this is what he oozes out. He diffuses goodness. Praise the Lord. So we thank God for what he has done for us. And we also thank God for what he hasn't done. But because of his nature. The second part says his mercy endures for how long? Forever. There are some people that can be good to you for a season. While you have benefit to them. The moment you cease to be of benefit to them. You see another color of them. Isn't it? Now, God's mercy towards you, towards me, are what? They are forever. God will never cease to be good to us. Can we say thank you, Jesus? What a friend we have in Jesus. Praise the Lord. The Bible says uh, in him we have a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Okay? His love is sure. You can be certain that whether in your good times, on your high days, or your low days, you know, someone said that in your prosperity, uh, how, how did they put it again? That in your prosperity, you see your friends. There's something like that. But it says in your adversity, 
you discover who really is your friend. Jesus is a friend that will be for you in the up, in the middle, and in the down. He never forsakes. So for that, we give him thanks. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We also give him thanks for what he has said he would do. Now, you see, when you deal with men, you can get excited in what they say they will do. Praise the Lord. When men speak, you just nod your head. But when God speaks, hallelujah. Has he said it, will he not? When God speaks, you can begin to thank him for it already. Praise the Lord. In 2 Samuel 7, please put it on the screen. 2 Samuel 7, 25-27. God was speaking to David. David had said, plan to build God a house. And he had said to Nathan, this is what I want to do. But God sent Nathan back and said, go and tell David, you won't build me a house. I, God, will build you a house. I will make for you an everlasting name. And God had not done anything extra. But based on what he said, this is what David began to speak. Let's read it. Now, O Lord God, the word which you have spoken concerning your servant and concerning his house. It says what? Establish it forever and do as you have said. 26. It says, so let your name be magnified forever, saying, the Lord of hosts is the God over Israel. And let the house of your servant David be established before you. For you, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel, have revealed this to your servant, saying, I will build you a house. Therefore, your servant has found it in his heart to pray this prayer to you. It was a prayer of thanksgiving. Now, what am I saying? If God has said something to you, you can begin to thank him. Praise the Lord. If God has said, I will bless you. If God has said, I will perfect that thing. If God has given you a vision, a dream, you can be sure that God will bring it to pass. You know why? He watches over his word to do what? To perform it. God does not forget. Praise the Lord. So when we begin to thank God today, these are the things we'll thank. We'll thank him for the benefits we know. We thank him for the benefits we are sure will come because he is God. Praise the Lord. And then we thank him for the ones he said he would do for us. Then also in the same vein, we also thank him for the one he said he would do, you know, for you. So I see my brother, I see and I perceive this is God's plan for him. This is God's promise. I thank God. I say, oh, what a wonderful plan you have for my brother. Lord, I bless you. Lord, I celebrate you. Lord, I thank you. What a good God you are. Is someone with me here? Because what he said he would do, what he is going to do. Praise the Lord. We also bless the Lord, celebrate the Lord, okay, for what he's doing in his world. You know, you live in this world and um, you can see what the devil is doing. And he's doing a lot. He's doing a lot. One of the most, you know, uh, threatening ones is the issue of the LGBT and all of that. He's doing a lot. I don't know if some of us may have seen the clip where a parent was reading something from the textbook or a book that was available in the children's library. And the parents said, we're blocking their ears. They couldn't hear it. But this was what was made available to children. The devil is walking in the world now. Praise the Lord. But God is also what? Walking. Habakkuk 2. Maybe we'll read from verse 4. I wanted us to just take 14. But let's read from verse uh, 4. Let's read. Help me read it. I'll, I'll join you. Yes. Yes. Okay. No, continue. We're reading down to 14. 
He gathers to himself all nations and heaps up for himself all peoples. Will not all this take up a proverb against him? And they taunt him readily against him and say, Woe to him who increases what is not his. How long? And to him who loads himself with many pledges. Will not your creditors rise up suddenly? Will they not awaken who oppress you? And you will become their booty. Because you have plundered many nations, all the remnant of the people shall plunder you. Because of men's blood and the violence of the land and the city and all who dwell in it. Verse 9. Woe to him who covets evil gain for his house, that he may set his nest on high, that he may be delivered from the power of disaster. You give shameful counsel to your house, cutting off many peoples, and sin against your soul. He says, for the stone will cry out from the wall, and the beam from the timbers will answer it. Just hold on. Do you understand what is happening here? Do you see what God is saying here? God is saying, don't worry, I'm seeing what is happening. Praise the Lord. Let me read from verse 9 again. It says, what to him who covets evil gain for his house? This is corruption. That he may set his nest on high. That he may be delivered from the power of disaster. Some people are not concerned about insecurity in Nigeria. They are building bulletproof vehicles, bulletproof fences, bulletproof houses, bulletproof everything, bulletproof, you know, abadas, all manner of things. Hallelujah. But verse 11 says, even the stone will do what? Cry out from the wall, and the beam from the timbers will answer. It says, woe to him who builds a town, a company, a business, whatever it is, with bloodshed, who establishes a city by iniquity, says, woe to him. Behold, is it not of the Lord of hosts that the peoples labor to feed the fire? You know what it means to feed the fire? It's a waste. It's consumed. Okay? And nations weary themselves in vain. 14, this is where we're good. It says, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. We can be sure of that. That when it's all said and done, all men shall say, what an awesome God you are. Men will never win. Praise the Lord. The knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth. All nations, no matter what is going on. Praise the Lord, somebody. So we bless him because he hasn't abdicated his responsibility in his world. He's still God of the nations. He's still watching. He's doing what he's doing. How big you and I may not say it. Praise the Lord. So you note now we've said we'll bless the Lord for what he has done for me, for what he has done for you, for what he has done for us. We'll bless the Lord for what he has said he will do for me, for us, and all of that, for what he's doing in his word. And if you look at all the things we've said we'll bless the Lord for, we are blessing the Lord for what? Let me say what? W-H-A-T. For what? For things. For what we can see. For things that are tangible. The challenge with that, brothers and sisters, is that there are seasons in our lives, there are seasons in life, there are seasons just like in our nation now, where you'll be unable to see what to bless God for. The only natural, you know, common thing that you find is, you know, dissatisfaction. And you're wondering, where am I going to find praise from? For what will I praise God? Praise the Lord. You're not alone and we're not alone. Praise the Lord. Because in Psalm, Psalm 73, you may please turn to it. Verse 17, we, you can read. If you go home, please read from verse 1. Okay, let's just read 1 and then we'll go to 17. Read 1, please. 
He said, truly, God is good to Israel, to such as are pure in heart. Two, please. He says, but as for me, he says, my feet had what? Almost tumbled. My steps had nearly slipped. For I was envious of the boastful when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Okay? For there are no pangs in their head, but their strength is firm. Just hold on. Somebody said to me recently that he, he went to, he's into construction and engineer. And that he went to a particular site, and the workers were having a conversation. And a young man there who said that he's a Christian, but that now, as far as he's concerned now, that he doesn't fear God again. That what he fears now is men, because you see, God is too merciful. That men just get away with whatever they do. They can, you know, that men almost can say this is what they do, and they just do it and succeed. And why are they saying that? Because of what is happening in our nation. But the psalmist said something. He said, I almost slipped. I almost went into depression. You will not go into depression in the name of Jesus. Because you, you have come into the sanctuary of the Lord. And insight will come to you in the name of Jesus. So look at what 17 says. It says, verse 17 says, Until I went into the sanctuary of God. So I understood. I began to get understanding. Now, all the things we thank God for, that we've said we thank God for, for his benefits, for what he said he would do, they're all beautiful. The only challenge is that there are some things that are not seen on the surface. There are some things that you cannot get by observation. You get them by insight and by revelation. Praise the Lord, somebody. And that is where the psalmist was. He says, until I went into the if we have time, you read down. And I saw their end. I saw that their path was slippery. I saw that this whole thing was working out to a terrible end for the wicked and a glorious end for the righteous. But if you looked at all the words on the surface, you would say, oh, there is no benefit. I saw another picture. Some of us may have ever seen it. I didn't know it happened in other countries. Zimbabwe, they, they showed a picture of a Zimbabwean youth with degree, a graduate. And he was looking lean and tattered, you know, and hungry, okay? Then they showed a picture of a Zimbabwean dropout with connections. And he was looking loaded with a beautiful car parked by his side. And, you know, just like somebody has said, that we, we are in a situation where the dropouts are the ones that, you know, rule us. And then the college professors are the ones that just labor. If you look at the world and there is no insight given to you, the truth is that you can faint in your heart. Because many times people are working like an elephant and are earning like an ant. And many others are working, ants even work more than many others. Many others are just stealing and then they are earning like an elephant. And you're wondering, what is going on, God? What is going on? If you observe what has happened in the last few weeks, you know, of this uh, administration, the money that has been stolen is as though money is going to go out of fashion. And then you're wondering, what is going on, God? What is going on? And whereas the hardship and the difficulties of the laboring people, the uh, medical doctors, resident doctors, health workers, all of them, I was listening to one of them. He said their salary was last increased in 2015. 2015, dollar was 190 something, 170 something. You're paying doctors 
who went to school, who did what me can do, what most of us can do, you know, you're paying them like that. And then the other people, did you see the severance package for the National Assembly? 30 point something billion. You look at those things and I'm telling you the truth. It, it can be very heavy on us. It can be very heavy because you're asking yourself why. Recently, somebody also said that at the uh, place, you know, by, by the court where they're doing the things, that Dokubo was there with his people with guns. They are not police, so they are not an arm of government. They were armed and nobody's arresting them. Then the people who were unarmed, who were there just demonstrating, police was harassing them. Then you're wondering, God, where are you? That's what we're seeing, you know. But you and I must, you know, take a step back from the world and begin to see into God, into this God that we sang, you know, God who orchestrated our days. The God who through our transition maintained our word position praise the lord so if you come with me psalm 103 verse 7 we begin to see something that the same psalm 103 the first five verses said we bless the lord for his benefit but psalm 103 verse 7 now brought a different dimension he said something to us there it says he made known his ways to who to moses but his acts to who the children of israel the first part of what we've said here is that we are thanking god for his acts Praise the Lord. We are thanking God for his acts. We are thanking God for what he has done and for what he said he would do. Now we see here that the children of Israel, that's where they were. And that's how come no matter the miracle God did for the children of Israel, if they face another trouble, they were ready, they will murmur, you know, they will challenge God. Why? Because if I thank God based on his acts and I don't know his ways, Anytime there is no act, then God should not be thanked. God should be complained against. Praise the Lord. Is somebody with me? So the Bible said to Moses, he made known his ways. But those who knew his acts, I mean, you parted the Red Sea for us. You knew we are coming along this journey. So if the water of Meribah is bitter, before we arrive, you should change it to be sweet. Why should we even taste it and taste bitter? Why are you delaying God? Are you with me? But the Bible said he made known his ways. He made something known to Moses. And that's where we want to begin to get into. Can we please look at the NLT of that Psalm 103 verse 7, please? Help me read it. Let's read it together. He said he revealed his what? His character to Moses. He revealed his character. So there's a dimension where I know God's acts. And then there's a dimension where I know his character. Now, I never stop thanking him for his acts. But there are scenarios in life where I will not see acts to thank him for. That season of my life, I'm going to be sustained by thanking him for what? His character. Praise the Lord, somebody. And that is what gives stability. The Bible says wisdom and understanding shall be the stability of your times. That's why many of us are unstable. Because whenever we don't see God, whenever we are not able to trace God and say exactly this is what he's doing and this is what he's not doing, we, we lose faith. And the challenge of that is very serious because, you see, in life, until you and I, I, I I'm going ahead of myself, but it says we haven't really begun to celebrate or worship God, you know, until we do so for his excellence, his majesty, his beauty and his wisdom. You see, for if I only praise God for what he did that I benefit from, I see. Is it an act of faith? Praise the Lord. 
The truth is this. The Bible says without faith, it is what? Impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and his word. A reward of those who diligently seek him. Now, can you search your thanksgiving? Can you search your worship? Can you search your devotion? And really ask yourself, am I a worshiper in faith? Like Jesus said to the woman at the well. He says, you Samaritans, you worship who you do not know. But we Jews worship who we know. He says, the time is coming when you shall need on this mountain, on that mountain, worship the Father. He says, for the Father is seeking those who do what? Worship him in spirit and in truth. Not in acts. Praise the Lord, somebody. Those who worship him in spirit and in truth. Until you and I get to the place where we can give God thanks... No matter what we see, no matter what we don't see. It's not faith. The others are a reaction. And you know the challenge of these things, because some of these things, I ask God, but God, you know, break it down for me. And an illustration that will just help us a bit, okay? Now, uh, we thank God for uh, um, the young lady that broke the world cooking world record, okay? She cooked for 100 hours. It's not an easy feat. Praise the Lord. No, it's not an easy feat at all, by all means. Okay? So she broke the world record for cooking for 100 hours. And many of us are celebrating her, which is okay, it's understandable. But the question I want to ask is, how many of us ate the food? You know, people have put on, you know, their display pages, you know, written about everybody. You know, wonderful, wonderful. But did you eat the food? So what are you celebrating? You're celebrating her excellence. Now, when it comes to God, you don't celebrate his excellence. You only celebrate what God has done for you. So, until what God is doing touches you, you can't give him praise. But men, you know, we celebrate boxers. We celebrate Anthony Joshua, okay? Our Nigerian uh, Ajegunle brother, okay? So, he goes and boxes and beats his opponent and wins the fight. And they will say, oh, go Joshua, go Joshua. Did he box for you? He boxed for who? For himself. The money they pay, who do they pay to? They pay to him. It doesn't come to you. But you celebrate. What are you celebrating? You're celebrating his superiority over his opponent. It doesn't come to you. But you're jumping. Hey, hey. The same thing with the, you know, stars. Whether it's tennis or whatever. We celebrate men by faith. We talked about the teams winning on Wednesday. Your team wins. You're jumping. Do you get an alert? Do you go to your landlord and tell landlord, landlord, hallelujah, you know my rent, I won't pay this month. You know why? Man City won. Ah, we carry the cup, the gunners. What will your landlord say to you? <laughs> Has something gone out of your head? But you're celebrating. People actually run, you know, there have been cases even in Nigeria where somebody, you know, his team lost and he drove his car into a particular bar where he knew, you know, people from the other team were watching the match. And kill them. For what? Is somebody getting something? Because when God demands something of us, he breaks it down so you understand. None of these things touch you. Now, when it comes to God, you can't raise your hands because what has he done for me lately? You're not happy because for this, you know, you you told God to do this, you told God to do this, he hasn't answered. All the people we are talking about that you're celebrating, what has he answered you? Recently, you know, um, this lady died. What was her name again? Tina Turner. You know, and Christians are celebrating. I mean, she, the gifted woman, all of that. But do you know she was a Buddhist? That's secondary. But 
All that celebration you're celebrating, what did she do for you? Do you understand? What did she do for you? You're celebrating their excellence in certain areas. That's it. And that is the least you can bring to God. But many Christians have not grown to where they worship God and bless him for his excellence. We are still in the level of transaction. If he did it, I thank him. So testimony time is I thank God. I've been traveling, you know, going and coming out and nothing happened. But the day that I'm robber shot and it passed by my ear, that's when I come to thank God. Join me to praise the Lord. So God needed an arm robber to help you know that God is keeping you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his mercy word. And just you wake up his message there. You sit down his message there. He is on that level, no matter how you feel. Now, faith is what brings you to the point where, in spite of how you feel, you're blessing him. And that is what can connect you to that power that he has. Because, you see, God, hallelujah, Lord help us. God is big. Praise the Lord. God is big. God is mighty. This part of the things that Moses understood when he said he he made known his ways to God. God is big. If you come to Isaiah 6 from verse 1. Isaiah was the cousin of the king. Isaiah was a prophet. Isaiah was, you know, by no means a lad, you know, in the things of God. He was in the kingdom. He was high up, you know, in the government. He was high up. He was connected. But this is what he began to say. I read from verse 1. We'll go to 3. He says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up. And the train of his robe did what? Fill the temple. Two. He said, above each two seraphim, each one had six wings. With two, he covered his face, and with two, he covered his feet, and with two, he flew. Three. He says, and one cried to another and said, let me hear you. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is what? Full of his glory. Now, stop there. What is there for Isaiah? What has this done for Isaiah? He saw his excellence. Verse 2 says, he saw the Lord high and what? Lifted up. High and lifted up. Seated on the throne. God, if you see where God is, you will praise him in spite of. You will thank him. You will take a step and bless him. Praise the Lord. You will turn on your bed and say hallelujah. Are you getting me? Why? Because it's the only reasonable response. The seraphims are, you know, creatures beyond our world. And they're singing, they're shouting, they're bowing. They don't have rent issues. Praise the Lord. No, there is nothing. They're just responding to God's beauty, to God's majesty. And for you and I, what is that going to do for you and I? It's going to bring us to a place of stability. Because you see, unless we are stable, you know the Bible says the double-minded man is what? Unstable in all his ways. When you get that revelation of God, then you can win in the little battles of this life. But if you don't get that revelation of God, the enemy is allowed to test you. Do you know that? The enemy is allowed to try to, you know, trip you. Do you know that? And as long as your revelation of God is not solid, you will be movable. But you're supposed to be immovable. You'll be shakeable. But you're supposed to be unshakable. How do you remain unshakable? By what you're fixed to. By what you're anchored to. 
My anchor, your anchor must be to the God who does not fail. Must be to the God who is holy. Must be to the God who is beautiful. Must be to the God who is excellent. In fact, there's a, I, I wish I have, I don't know where in. It says, praise to the Lord. Who alone does wondrous things? That he's the only one who does what? Wondrous things, wonderful things. He alone. So if there's anything beautiful anywhere, no matter how it came, it came from God. Praise the Lord. And if I'm looking for anything beautiful, if I haven't seen it, I know it will come from God. Let's see Revelation chapter 4 verse 8. This is what it says. The four living creatures, I believe these were the seraphim that uh, Isaiah was talking about. Each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within. And they do not rest day or night, saying what? Holy. Let me hear you. Holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Day or night, what are they saying? Holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty. Who was and is and is to come. They keep saying it. You know why? That's who God is. That's who God is. Our sister, uh, um, Pastor Ronke, was talking about love and marriage last Sunday. And she was saying, you know, at a stage in the marriage, you know, things are difficult. And then somebody saying, now love, we go chop. But now love, you have to chop. You said I do. Praise the Lord. When you chose that husband, you've chosen him. If he's able to go out and bring back Shawama, Beautiful. If he's able to go and bring Ijebu Gary, beautiful as well. You are in love. This is love. Are you with me? They, they were saying, holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty. They kept saying it. They kept saying it. Why? Because that's who God is. The circumstance does not change God. Praise the Lord. You see, Christians, we must understand this. Because that is what is going to navigate us into the experience that is desirable for us. You know, Paul and Silas, we know their story. They were preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. They were going around, you know, the nations. And at Philippi, they preached the gospel. And for the sake of the gospel, they were taken, arrested. They were beaten badly. You know, beaten, terribly beaten. Locked up in detention. Their feet, you know, in stocks. And they were there. And in the night, what did the Bible say they began to do? They began to sing praises to the Lord. Now, why should I sing praises to the Lord? Can't you see where I am? Praise the Lord. Can't you see where I am? God, where were you when they were beating me? Okay, the God that answered by fire. When you bring me out of this place, I will praise you. Praise the Lord. Where were you when they were beating me? Okay, no problem. I believe you. God, when you bring me out here, I will testify of your faithfulness. How many of us have said that? God, when you do this for me, I will testify. What you're saying is that God is going to be sworn in as God over your life after he has brought you out. Somebody hearing me? Paul and Silas did not go that direction. While they were in prison, while their feet were in stock, while their body, their backs were hurting, while they were bleeding, they began to say, only you are God. They began to say, for thou, O Lord, are worthy to receive glory, honor, power. They began to praise God right there in prison. What they were doing was so true that when God connected to their conversation and their praise, their situation had to adjust. 
Is somebody getting me? And to prove to us that this people has such a revelation of God is that when their stocks were broken and they were freed from their bondage, they did not escape. Because God was such a dependable God that he will achieve his purpose without men disobeying the laws of the land. Is somebody hearing me? So when their stocks were broken, the natural man would say, the door is open, let's run away. They didn't do that. Why? Because God is holy. God is just. God is righteous. What he has begun to do, he will finish it like God. Praise the Lord. What he has begun to do, what did I say? He will finish. God will not borrow arsenal from the devil. No, God will not use stouts to accomplish his purposes. God will not bribe to accomplish his purposes. He will do none of that. He will accomplish it as God. What happened at the end of the day? The Philippian jailer, the keeper of the jail came and wanted to kill himself. And they said, no, don't do that. We are Christians. Let me ask somebody here, say, I'm, I'm a Christian. Your case must be different. They say we are Christians. We don't do like that. We trust in God. We wait on God. And they say, don't kill yourself. This is who we are. This is what we believe. We believe in the man who died and rose again from the dead. If death could not hold him captive, not your dog can hold us captive if God says we shouldn't be there. That's what they declared. The man gave his life to Christ. By the next day, before they left, instead of them being jailbreakers, they were honored. They were apologized to. They were pleaded with. They were sent forth with dignity and respect. That is how much better God's ways are than the ways of man. Can we appreciate the Lord? Praise the Lord. But you see, that does not happen when you are fixed on a God that has to perform for your approval. That's the message I'm bringing to us today. Our thanksgiving has to go beyond the word. It has to go beyond the things that he did and the things I can see he did and the things that I'm expecting he will do. No, I just put my confidence in his nature. In his character, in his wisdom, in his power, in his beauty, in his patience, in his long-suffering, in his immutability. You see, if you begin to know these things about God, I'm going to tell you the immediate benefit of it is that you're going to have a peace that passes all understanding. You know, our Lord Jesus Christ says, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives. It's a peace that comes out of revelation. It's a peace that comes because you know who God is. Is is a peace that lets you know that the God you serve, Jeremiah thirty two twenty seven, is the God of all flesh, and there is nothing too hard for Him. How many believe that's their God? How many of us know that concerning Nigeria, God's hands has not been overpowered? No, He hasn't. No, not at all. I, I I'm sure by Wednesday the, the Lord will allow us to look at some things. But for today, because it's Thanksgiving, this is what God is saying to you and I. For our safety, for our stability, for our blessing, for our peace, for our joy. It says, thank me for my character. Celebrate my excellence. Praise the Lord. Celebrate my beauty. You know, celebrate my wonders. Celebrate who I am. Join the seraphims. Join the four living creatures. Who for once did not say, God, you have not done this. God, will you do this? They just say, holy, holy. Holy, Lord God Almighty. And as that is being declared, what must happen is that your circumstance and scenario must bear witness to the holiness of God. 
must bear witness to the faithfulness of God. Is somebody hearing me? So we say as believers, we will not be shifted. We will not be moved. You know why? You see, Malachi 3 verse 6 says something there. God speaking. It says, I am the Lord. I what? I do not change. Now, what is your record of God? Does God flee from a battle? Praise the Lord. Does God forsake his own? The psalmist wrote, he says, I've been young and now I'm old. He says, I've never seen the righteous word. Forsaking not his seed back bread. He says, I am the Lord. I do not change. Do you know that's enough to boast and to sing and to shout? You know why? Because God, what he did in the past, he will do today. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now the issue is this. You want to know how. We wish he did it the way we wanted him to do, right? Let me tell you why that is a challenge. I trained as an accountant. Okay. So maybe if I went to the bank and I wanted to take a loan and um, the banker was calculating my annuity and all of that, I may be able to understand. But you and I know for most of us, we are not medical doctors. That ordinary doctor you see, and he writes something to give the nurse to give to you. If you take it for two days, you've not read what the doctor wrote. Am I right? But the nurse looks at it immediately and knows what the doctor wrote. Now, you can decide in between the doctor's office and the nurse's quarters to find out what exactly this doctor wrote. The sickness will kill you. You take the paper. Doctors, what happens? I think what happens to them is they, they copy what, what I, I learned from my friends. They copy so many notes and their professors are not patient at all that they learn to write shorthand. No, that, that's what happens. So they just have to keep writing like this because it's not the one who say, sorry, prof, sorry, prof. they don't go back. So they copy. So over time, their writings are in a particular way that you and I can never understand it. Now, but they've gone to school to learn what they learned. So you trust what they wrote. You take it like that, you go and pay, and then they give you and you drink it. Am I right? You didn't understand what they wrote, but you're drinking what they wrote, what they gave you based on what they wrote. Now, is it when you come to God that you want God to explain to you, God, okay, I know you're going to do this for me. Tell me, how are you going to do this? If God sat you down to explain to you, you know that was what happened with Job. Job asked God so many questions. And God said, okay, 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 Job, 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 let's deal with it. He said, where were you, you know, when I made a storehouse for the eyes? For the snow. Where, where were you when I established? By the time he began to speak, Job said, please, I have opened my mouth to speak things too wonderful to me. He says, I've heard you by the hearing of the ears. But now what? My eyes see you. What Job was actually saying was, God, you don't need to explain anything to me anymore. That's what it is. And that's where the challenge for us are uh, many times as Christians. We want to understand what God is doing. No, don't try to understand what God is doing. Trust what God is doing. Praise the Lord. Because he's not our mate. No, he's not our mate. Or next time you fly by air, I want you in the middle of a turbulence. Go and ask the, the pilot. Are you sure you're dodging these gallops very well? How many of us are worried about turbulence? Some people raise their legs. <laughs> Some people raise their hands. Different, you know, advice on how to handle turbulence. But you, you've never gone to the pilot to help him. Or to even understand, what's your plan for this turbulence? It's too much. Pilot, what are we doing about the turbulence? 
You sit on your chair. In fact, at that point is when they say what? Everybody sit down and fasten your seatbelts. Why? Because you can't help. Now, when God is acting in your life, can you take a seat back and trust him? Be still and know that what? That he is God. You're not God with him. Praise the Lord. We're not God with him. Okay? So the Bible tells us in Romans 11:33. please, you can put it on the screen. It says, oh, the depth of the riches, both what? Of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How what? Unsearchable are his judgments and his ways what? Past finding out. You can't find it out. You can't find it out. You have to trust him. You have to trust him. You just have to trust him. You have to trust he knows what he's doing. You have to trust that he can't explain it all to you. So you trust him. You do what you should do. You bless him and you wait on him. That's why the promise of the blessedness is to those who wait. For those who wait on the Lord shall what? Renew their strength. For those who wait. Those who wait so that he will finish. Praise Jesus somebody. You know, recently, my wife has just received a fresh anointing for cooking all kinds of things. And you know, you know I love my wife, okay? So, sometimes I feel for her, and I want to help. But the least help, the worst help I can do is to enter that kitchen and try to do anything. They will drive me away. You know why? Because I don't understand Z to A. You know, there is A to Z. A to Z is easier. I don't understand Z to A of anything that is happening there. So all I can say is I stand outside and just be saying, ah, my darling, you're strong. My darling. Because if I get in there, I will spoil something. That's how bad my knowledge of the technology of cooking is. I bought a microwave before I got married. Have I told you that story? As much as I don't know how to cook, I'm particular about the food I eat. So even before I got married, there was this restaurant where eating fine afang soup in Lagos. So I arranged with this restaurant... And I will buy their fang soup, you know, or sorry, not buy, order it, and they'll make it in a bowl for me, okay? So I take it home, you know, Saturdays and Sundays, some, you know, some of those days. That don't. So I warm in my microwave, and then I looked at the manual of the microwave, and they say you can fry egg, you can do different things. So one day, <laughs> I think some other person has tried it here. Am I the only one? One, one of the days, I opened the manual and tried to make the things they put there. That the house didn't catch fire is the mercy of God. You know, that, that's how bad I am. So, so what do I do? I just stand and, you know, just say, thank you, love. Thank you, my wife. I support. The same way, what God is working out for this nation. We just say, hallowed be your name. We just say, you're doing a great work. Can somebody tell the Lord you're doing a great work? Even though we don't understand it, you're doing a great work. Even though we can't explain it, you're doing a great work. You know why? You are God and we are not. It says the riches both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. It says wisdom will humble you who doesn't have it. Knowledge will mesmerize you who doesn't have it. And that is where God is. So we come to him in humility. We come to him bowing. We come to him saying, Lord, I don't understand how this will add and bring glory to your name. But you are God and we will trust in you. Praise the Lord, somebody. Yes. What about his power? Do you know the reason why we are often agitated and distrust and, you know, harassed in situations? Because of things, you know, 
falling out of our hands. Okay? So let's take, for instance, um, any scenario that you're really worried about. Oh, let this not happen. Let this not happen. Let this not happen. You're afraid or you're worried or you're concerned. You don't want this to happen because if it happens, something irreversible will take place. Okay? But God, Psalm 62 verse 11 says, God has spoken once. Twice have I heard it at one. Power belongs to God. Now, you don't understand power until you begin to see what is happening in our time with technology. For those of us who go to the UK, do you know that some of the water you access in the UK from your tap is from the, the one you sent out the other time? Okay? But, but you see, technology has made it possible that they take that one that you sent out, okay, and then they touch it with a few things, process it, and then bring it back, and it's fit, you know, for your faucet and your bathroom and all of that. Now, that is power. When you understand the power of God, you know that there is no circumstance he cannot reverse. There is no place a man gets to and say, I've beaten God. No, that was why the foundation of our faith was the cross. Because at the cross, Satan and his cohorts, they had a party. We killed him. We buried him. We have put the stone behind him. Let's party. But the Bible says it was impossible for him to be held by death. He can experience it, but he can't be held by it. That's power. Power says finish your own. I remember as a young child, even as an adult, there are some people here. I don't know if Andrew is here. I like to play table tennis, but... Some of these people will come. I beat a lot of people too. But some people will come and they give me 10 ahead. So when we start playing, if I get my first point, 11. I get my first point, 12. The person is starting from zero. But before I get to park, the person that started from zero has passed me. That's power. I hear him. That's power. It says, once has thou spoken. Twice what? Have I heard? The power belongs to God. You must settle that. So today, when we start thanking God, thank God that he has power. He can reverse anything. He can overthrow anything. He can make everything and anything work for you. Why? Because he has power. So power does not fear. Power is not agitated. Power is not running helter-skelter saying, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? No! Power belongs to him. All power. Jeremiah 32, 27. This is what it says. It says, I'm the God, the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything what? Help me ask yourself that question. You know, ask yourself, what do I think is hard for the Lord? Let me share this testimony for somebody. I think it must be for somebody. You know, when I got married newly, I was working in the bank and um, I so loved America. I just so loved America. I wanted to go to America. I loved everything in America. I loved how they work. I had a guy named that was America, Dallas. You know, I loved America. So, I started applying for a visa to travel to America. I'd gotten married. First one, I wasn't married. So, when I got married, the first time they said, insufficient. You know, they are normal. How many of us have been bounced before? Only me, eh? Insufficient ties. Okay. So, they bounced me. So, when I got married, you know, had a son, you know, I was so happy. I had all the documents from my bank. I was on vacation. I had investments in the U.S. I had my wedding picture. I had our son's picture. You know, so I bounced into the place like this and submitted all my documents. I was expecting welcome to America stamp. 
The man looked at it, and the boy even, he couldn't have been maybe a few years older than me. I was about 26 or 25, I can't remember that. And he looked at it and said, I don't believe you. And between you and I, there's no single lie. The only thing is that, the only lie that could be there is that, I'm not sure if I went there, I would have come back. There were ties, but if I saw what I see now in America with the eye of them, I would have written a letter. Dear John, <laughs> you know, so that's how they just threw back my documents and said, I don't believe you. you know, so I came out. I was born again there, newly born again. I came out and in anger, I said, America, you give me a visa and I will not go to your embassy. You know, that sounds impossible. And do you know that two years later, I was in my house. They didn't just give me a visa. They gave my wife and I a visa and we did not go to the embassy. We didn't even feel for American visa came to us. There is nothing too hard for the Lord. He says, I am the Lord God, the God of all flesh. Is there anything? Hallelujah. I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is somebody's listening to me and God is speaking to you. What do you think is that mountain? What is that mountain? What is that circumstance? What is that difficulty? What is that health challenge? What is that emotional? What is it that you think God, this one, he can do? He says, I'm the God of all flesh. If it has to do with men, I control the hearts of men. Praise the Lord. Pharaoh, let my people go. Pharaoh, let my people go. Pharaoh, let my people go. I will not let your people go. I will not let your people The same Pharaoh drove them out. Pharaoh said, come and be going. Come and be going. Come and be going. That's the God you're serving. Praise the Lord. Nebuchadnezzar, I am God. I, Nebuchadnezzar, I am God. I, Nebuchadnezzar, I am God. I, Nebuchadnezzar, I am God. By the time God dealt with him, he called everybody. He said, let me tell you people. There is a God in heaven. I'm telling you the truth. I swear, I, Nebuchadnezzar, I'm telling you, Jehovah. When God dealt with him, what is that thing that is difficult for your God? Let's rise on our faith. So today we're going to bless him. Praise the Lord. We're going to bless him. We're going to celebrate him. We're going to, for his excellence. Time will fail me to tell you about his justice. He's the God of justice. Psalm 89 verse 14, so you can put it on the screen. says the foundation of his throne is righteousness and justice. That tells me that no matter how much the wicked plus, God will overthrow and overthrow and overthrow until what we see is justice can somebody say amen? amen yes the foundation please put it it's a righteousness and justice at the foundation of your throne mercy and truth go before let me say something here i never thought of this but this came to my mind have you realized that in our world and maybe the world over that maybe outside maybe in the western world there, there are lots of generational wealth Okay, you know, wealth, you know, going from one generation to the other. But, but in Nigeria, have you realized that somehow it's as though the people who enter into a lot of affluence in every season, they are the children of the despised and the poor in the previous season. Anybody notice that? Now, you see, that's why you're, you're learning this now. So that anywhere God has placed you, so seeds in the people that are less than you so that what you will reap from them will be blessing and favor you see the bible talks about the labor of those who you know till your ground 
their cry coming up to him, and that he's the God of justice. Many of the wealth of our people, you know with what is happening in Dubai and the Arab world now, if Jesus tarries, things will need to turn around. You know what? The suffering that people suffer to build what you see, and the, wealth, the, the work conditions and all of that, God is a God of justice. One generation after another generation, when this generation labors and sows, if they're not rewarded, God knows how to shift it and hand it over to their children. Is somebody hearing me? Why? Because you see, he oversees the whole world. That's why, who was say, saying to us that we should know how to treat our servants because we also have a master. Do you understand? These are things that the person who knows God is careful. So you can pay somebody, you know, 30000 and you're paying him 7000 because there's no work. Get away. Let him go and find another work. And you're just an oppressor. You know, people are working for you. This is for somebody. People are working for you and their end January salary, but you pay to them in May because, you know, you, you owe them so much that if they leave, they've lost four months. You're doing all of that. Your children will pay because... God is a God of righteousness and justice. You see people that the moment they die, it's as though fire burnt everything they had. And you're wondering what happened. Justice. God looks at every matter. Even the one they don't invite him. He's obligated to establish righteousness and justice. So if you want your own throne and your own prosperity and your own whatever you're doing to be established, make sure you're building on the foundation that is God's. That's why the Bible can say, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? So th- this morning, we, we as a people, we are thanking the God we serve. Praise the Lord. We are celebrating him because in him, we can rest. With a God like him, we can do what? We can rest. He does not change. He will not retire. He will not cease from being God. He's not blinded. He's seen everything. The Bible says, the eyes of the Lord, what are they doing? They are running to and fro upon how many? It says upon the whole earth, searching for the one whose heart is loyal. He's looking in Nigeria now. Do you know he's looking in Nigeria now? He's looking. There are many loyalties to many things. But God is also looking in this time and in this season to men and women whose hearts are what? Loyal to himself. Why? Because soon and very soon, he'll begin to show himself strong on their behalf. So can we just begin to bless the Lord? That we serve a God that is worthy of our worship, worthy of our devotion, worthy of our trust, worthy of our confidence. You know, he, he's deserving. He's deserving. We extol you as a people. Lord, even as citizens of this country, we magnify you. We magnify you. We say you are worthy. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158804. You can find us online at www that the Father's Church Online.org. God bless you.